and welcome back to the Down to Earth podcast. Hello. This is episode 16. Woohoo. And we thought today we would talk about something that shouldn't be controversial, but it might be. It might be. Whatever. You know, that's what we do. We just dive into the deep, murky waters. Controversy. <laughs> I don't know what's before me. Anyway, no. We're going to talk about the importance of church today. Mm-hmm. C-H-U-R-C-H. Yes, I said that. And uh, why why, why do we feel like this is important to talk about, Janelle? Um, it's important because you need to be plugged into a church. Yeah. Because... We should be lone rangers. Nope, we shouldn't. As Christians. Yep. We firmly believe that, and we firmly believe that the Bible teaches us that. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious mm-hmm. in the Bible that we, sh- we are not an island unto ourselves, yep. and um, the Bible wasn't just written for me, and, I, you know, we'll get into it. But basically, yeah, we sh- we're not supposed to do this life alone. God is, uh, he's a trinity, right? He's mm-hmm. three in one. It's God... Uh, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yep. And they're one somehow. Don't I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's how it is, okay? Mm-hmm. So God is a relationship himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're called to be in relationship with each other, with God and with each other. It's how we grow. It's how we become, you know, better, for lack of a better word. Yep. And um, it it's, it's just makes life better, too. I mean, you're, again, you're not supposed to do life alone. So we're going to talk about the importance of um, the importance of church. Mm-hmm. You want me to start or you want to start? Maybe I'll say a couple things. Go ahead. Because I know you got an arsenal of good stuff. Um, I think that, you know, thinking about Jesus' ministry on the earth, he didn't do it himself. He had the apostles. Yep, that's right. So you got community. Oh. And they built community. And then I was thinking about, like, going to church doesn't mean you need to be perfect and dress to the tens. And I got to serve on this ministry. I got to do that. No, the importance is community. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's it. So, yeah, I mean, Jesus, it's, I was, I was, okay, I don't remember his name, but there's this guy on Instagram right now. He's an African-American gentleman who is like blowing up. He used to be a pastor. Now he has a podcast. I don't know if, I don't remember his name, but I think his Instagram is upset the gram. Have you heard of that? No. Okay. Anyway, he's upset the gram. I think so. I think so. Okay. Anyway, he just like their clips from their podcasts are so amazing. Like he just says things that people don't say. Oh, I like that. Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> One of the things that he said the other day was, if you read the books written by the apostles, they're written to churches. They're not written to individuals. So... Ooh, yeah. I, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, like, I was like, yo! That's good. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's such a good point. Like... See the guy with glasses? Yeah. He's got short... Yeah. I've seen his Isn't stuff. Isn't he so yes. cool? Okay. I love him so much. Very like, profound. And he's humble, too. Super cool. And just, yeah. like, real. And, like... Yeah. Ugh, I just think he's cool. Okay. But when he said that, I was like, yes, you are preaching how I feel. And, like, frankly, the truth. Like, the apostles were writing letters wow. to the church of Ephesus, to the church of the Corinth or whatever. So... It's not to, you know, writing to Sharon. You know, it's it's 
to a body of Christ. And so in order to us to fulfill this mission and this calling, we have to insert ourselves in the context of church. Amen. That's so, I, you know, and if preach, if, come on, preach, preaching about it in Ephesians, um, is talking about Jesus. It says when he ascended on high, he gave gifts to his people. Um, so Christ himself gave the apostles, apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Why? To equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until, until we all reach unity in the faith Amen. and in the knowledge of Amen. the Son of God and become mature. <laughs> Let me say that again. And become mature. <laughs> attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Amen. Don't you want to attain yes. the whole measure of the fullness of Christ? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what we want as a Christian? Yes. My end goal as a Christian is to attain the not just the part, just a small measure of the fullness of Christ. I want the whole stinking measure of the fullness of the life of Christ. Amen. That's what I want. And we can attain that. And that's how we attain it. So this is a organization, for lack of a better word, set up by Jesus. Yeah. God has given each of us different gifts. And then it's why? We're not, not all of us are an apostle, a prophet, evangelist, a pastor, or a teacher, by the way. We, there's all different kinds of gifts, but he gave some of them those gifts to equip the rest of us for works of service so that the body of Christ may, may, may be built up. What does that mean? So that it expands. Amen. Right? So that we get more of us. And also so that eventually it says until one day we all reach unity in the faith. <laughs> so I'm not sure how you can be unified if you're sitting at home watching whatever, fill in the blank yep. Christian channel by yourself yep. or YouTube. Yep. Everyone likes to say, oh, the pandemic, we have to have deference, blah, blah, blah. Listen, go to church. Go yep. to church. Yep. Um, and there's all different kinds of reasons that people can't physically. I'm like, I'm not talking about those extenuating circumstances. There's always yeah. like something can happen, and I got into a car accident, or you someone had two babies under three, and one of them Girl. is sick. Listen, I I just had a baby last year. There were some Sundays I didn't go, Absolutely. but I'm a part of a church. Absolutely. Yep. Anyway, I digress at this point. Do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, um, pretty much my n- notes were where you're going. Uh, God is so cool. Yeah. So um, I was, I don't know why I headed in this direction, but I was looking at the New Testament. I was looking at themes. Mm-hmm. And the same thing, Paul talking, writing letters. Yeah. Well, he was talking with his apostle or his people he was mentoring. Yeah. But then it's church, church, yep. church. Yep. So I looked at Galatians establishes our identity and spirits in our gifts, spiritual gifts. You wrote Ephesians, Unity in Christ. The Philippian church, it talks about church structure. Yeah. And then the Corinth church was walk in power. Ye of little faith, have more faith. And yeah. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. And then it was reason for this was how to conduct our daily lives and our church lives. Yeah. And there was another part I wrote down too. 
and it was about like um, walking in preaching the gospel in Christ's power. So First Corinthians one sixteen. Yep. So Paul kept talking about this, and I I was looking at the theme, and he was like, the kingdom of God wasn't just about talk; it was about power. Amen. And Paul. I think it would be really cool to have met Paul. I mean, we'll see yeah. him in heaven. Yeah. But, like, what was his background? Like, was he a lawyer? Or he was super smart or something to that effect? Sure. So, so he was an that intellectual right. guy. Yeah, that sounds right. Let's call him an intellectual guy. But in his conversion, he not only was super smart, but walked in power. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the miracles and the, the testimony and, like, what he's... I mean, even being locked up in prison, he... The spirit of God just moved still. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, to your point, talking about how, like, the themes and how it was talking yeah. to all the churches. Yeah, because, like, because those leaders of those churches were in relationships with their apostles. I mean, the apostles were the ones that helped establish those churches and then helped to um, mentor the leaders mm-hmm. to run their churches in a holy and righteous way. That's why we'll see apostles. Yeah. People named apostles today yeah. and people have coverings. Absolutely. Like it's effect, really right? important actually. Yeah, you're absolutely okay. right. You know, they have a, a apostle and a pastor different. They have different roles. And so that, you know, apostle Paul would have at some point heard maybe from the pastor what was going on or from other parishioners or saw by for, for his own eyes and through the spirit, God gave him wisdom on how to share with, you know, the leaders of that church. Mm. This is where you guys are falling short. This is what you guys are doing great. This is what you guys need to work on. And that's what these apostles are doing in all these books. And it's so important. And it's it's okay. It's good. Like, n- no, you're not going to find a perfect church. No. As evidenced by the p- apostles needing to write these letters to the churches back in the day. There will never be a perfect church. And most likely, depending on your geographical region, your culture, mm-hmm. like all that stuff, you're going to have a little bit of a different flavor than other churches. Absolutely. That's good. God is complex in the most perfect and beautiful way. And he made us that way as well. I mean, we all have different fingerprints. We can go down that bunny trail, but you get it. It's the same thing with churches. They're different. Mm-hmm. But not in a theological way, right? Right. Right. Or theology should be the same. Yep. I'm talking about the Church of Jesus Christ. Yep. I'm not talking about any other church right now. Nope. But you know, we all have our thing, our strengths, and we all have our weaknesses, and that's where an apostle comes in and says, "And you know, as a parishioner, it's not my responsibility to hold my pastor accountable. You know, it's not. It's not my responsibility." Um, God can give me wisdom. It's it's that that apostle's responsibility yep. to hold that pastor accountable. That's not so. That's a part of being in a church too. Is like know know your role. <laughs> yep, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, man. And it's also good, just like we know the Lord's voice saying. Because I I've heard I I've heard. Um, you know, why Why go to church if yep. you can just go to God yourself? Yeah. I'm negating the fact that God has instilled a purpose and destiny in my pastor. And yeah. he's a shepherd. Yes. And there are sheep. Amen. 
That's so it. sitting in our lane as a sheep, God can use that person, has set that person, ordained that person to speak and pastor over me. Yes. Because sheep get squirrely. Yeah. Have you ever watched a sheep? There's this lady on YouTube. My husband and I watch. She's in Canada. No. Huge following on YouTube. Okay. And she's a shepherd. She takes care of sheep. Yeah. She harvests them for mutton, which is food we yep. eat. Yep. And she sells it or she keeps her little old ladies and she lets her sheep, you know, pass on into elder Aww. years and stuff like that. <laughs> but then she has her, her her sheep that give birth and stuff. Yeah. Watching her corral them, she'll put like a caption at the bottom and say, Yeah, this video took three minutes for you to watch me corral these sheep, but this actually took me two hours to get wow. them over here. Oh yeah. And if you watch them, when they get in clumps, yeah, they get so squirrely that some of them will start jumping on top of each other for no reason when you're just bottlenecked. Wow. So if you watch, they are dumb. I want to watch that. Oh, they are stupid. They are stupid. Yeah, they're, they're dumb. stupid. Yeah. But instinctively, when they're giving birth, I'll send you the thing. Very interesting. She talks about the education of taking care of sheep, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, That's cool. But after watching that, yeah. and, like, she's very humorous herself, the yeah. woman. Um, very huge following. She's from Canada, but they're farmers. So, they, like, sheep take a lot of care. They, a they lot need of care. a lot of care. She's constantly having to tell them, even when the babies are born, the mothers will reject them if they feel like they don't like them. Wow. They will actually beat them up in their corral. <gasps> so she has to remove the babies. And How put, spiritual is that? Oh and put gosh. them in a separate corral. And she has to create fake that feeding so stations. Yeah. And she has to literally, some of the babies, she has to pull their mouth up to the milk um, nipple. Wow. So there's literally, like, she is caretaking handling wow changing out their hay stall like everything yeah they do not do anything yeah instinctively on their own so so janelle might sound like she's describing a shepherdess but she's actually describing a pastor and what do pastors do spiritually for their yes they do congregation yes and if you don't know the word you don't know that mm-hmm it's important to know the word. It, it's, I'm not saying you go into a blind and you do what you're told. You shut up and do what you're told. Right. We right. are actually supposed to test the spirits, the Bible yes. says. Yes. So we need to know the different uh, positions in the church, what they represent, and their purview. Like, their purview. Like, where their responsibility is and where it ends. That's all important. But you're not going to know that if you're home sitting by yourself complaining about the past, the last church that you were at. You're never going to learn that. If we move on in Ephesians 4, it says uh, in 14, after that verse that I love, I'm just going to read that again. Okay. Do it. In uh, 13, and it says, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, mm. attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. 14. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves mm. and blown here and there by every wind of teaching mm-hmm. and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. That's a lot right there. It's a lot. And isn't it like exactly what we're living in right now? Absolutely. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him 
who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. As each part does its work. (laughs) So, you know, we love you, Janelle and I. Yep. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I'm just trying to give you a reality check right now. Because there's so many, Janelle and I know so many people that are our age. Yep. Our age. We're not old. No. We're in our mid-30s. Yep. We know so many people our age who grew up in church and they are either walked away from the Lord or they just do their own Christianity on their own. They're not a part of a church anymore because they've been hurt because X, Y, and Z. That is not the way... Just like as I'm as I am a woman, I am not capable of becoming a man. Yep. A Christian is not capable of becoming all that they were meant to be on their own. A Christian by themselves is like a, it's like it's it's a silly thing to say. Is that an oxymoron? Isn't that repetitive? An You're, oxymoron? We're not the creator, so you can't create something. No. Thank you. We're not I can't create sound doctrine. I can't create truth. Your own truth is not truth. Yeah. Who is going to shepherd you? Everyone needs to have a shepherd. Yep. You, so you're just saying Christ is going to shepherd you and you are just that hot to trot that you have all knowledge and can understand the Bible on your own without any input. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be rude. You can't though. No. Nope. Because I can't either. Because nope. nobody can't. Because nope. we all need each other. Mm-hmm. We all need everyone working. Someone's an arm and someone's a foot and someone's a nose and someone's a tongue and someone's an eyeball. (laughs) And we all have to come together underneath the shepherd, which is our pastor. Mm -hmm. And he helps us to learn how to function Mm -hmm. in our giftings Mm -hmm. and get along with each other, which is a whole nother thing. It's a whole nother thing. You know what I'm trying to say, Janelle? Yeah. And a, a pastor will protect its sheep. Absolutely. Because you could be in really great relationship with leaders in your life. Or, you know, say you have a big church and there can be multiple care pastors. Yeah, That, right. you know, work with groups of people. Yeah. You know, that happens too. Yeah, absolutely. Or it can be super small, maybe 50 or 100 people, whatever. But yep. pastor, one of the biggest signs that I look for, does the pastors protect its people? Absolutely. So... That's so important. Like that can go along the lines of, let's say, um, I was, I had a job where I was getting filled with all these self-help books Mm -hmm. and it was to help me be better and it was to help me perform better and have good productivity and be efficient. Yeah. I was like, okay, that's my boss. You know, I'll I'll listen to her. I'm going to follow her advice. But I'd come back to church and I was like, something's off. And Mm -hmm. I would run stuff past some people and they're like that's just worldly doctrination of yeah, stuff yeah so when that started those conversations started happening and i was able to go to one particular person actually mm-hmm. my spiritual mom michelle is perfect for that i'll run stuff past her yeah she'll ask she'll say one word or ask me one question and it totally sets free yeah there's gonna be like seasons of that but yeah like, you know, she's also ordained as well, so she's technically a shepherd. Yeah, she's and that that's what people that's what these people, people are do. Yeah. They 
allow us to mature. It's like that woman that you were describing where she has to pull the sheep up to the nipple so that they'll drink. Yep. Right? They need food. There are Christians who need that much care. Yes. And sometimes you break a bone and it has to get reset or sometimes you get lost and you need someone to call out so that you can be found again. That's what the church is for. And... I mean, protection is such a huge part of that. And it sounds... It's more complicated than it might sound. Yeah. It's not just simple. No. It's not. And we have to be careful. Like, we're so judgmental. People are so judgmental. And I can be that way, too. I've been in church my whole entire life. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like I've seen it from A to Z. Yeah. Yeah. But we can be so judgmental of the way that things are run. We can be so judgmental of how other people are running their ministries. Yep. It's like, why are you worrying about that? Why are you worrying about that? You you know, there's a scripture verse that talks about when you have an offense against another brother. The word of God says to prefer the brethren. We're supposed yes. to give yeah. the yeah. brethren as in fellow Christians yeah. are the people in our church. Those are the brethren. Yeah. We're supposed to give deference or preferential treatment to what do we... That's like the funniest thing ever because that rarely happens, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, honestly. We're supposed to give preferential treatment to our fellow uh, sister in the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually, the, a lot of times, the opposite happens yep. in churches. Yep. And there's so much division in churches, and I think that's because... I mean, I think it's because people don't know the word and their intention, they're not crucifying their flesh and their intentions yep. for being in that church are not, are, are not holy. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're still there because mm-hmm. hopefully God will gut that out of you at some point. Yep. Yep. But why are we worrying about what other people are doing? Why are we worrying about Susie got a solo on the worship tape? <laughs> Okay. But I saw Susie kiss Johnny last Thursday night. <laughs> you know? Someone's life is that much more interesting. Why are we worrying doing? about that? Yeah. Why? It's, what does that have to do with you? And what does that have to do with your relationship with God? <laughs> Zip, zilch, nada, nothing. Nothing. And the Bible says this is not done. I'm going off on a route trail, so it's stop okay. me if you need to. It's you know? Okay. There's a scripture verse that says, if you have an offense against someone, yes. you go to that person. Yes. And if they they won't listen... Bring another person. Then you go back again with another person. Yeah, Matthew 18. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You know where it is? Yeah, it's Matthew 18. And then... I was studying that for... What's the, <laughs> end, what's the end part of it? So then if they don't listen... You bring the second person in. Yeah. And then if that doesn't work and it's really something that has to be done, then it's done on a public level. Yes. Publicly. Yeah. So it's like, we don't do stuff like that. No. We don't. There's the gossip. Mm -hmm. There's pinning people against each other because you need to feel righteous. You need to say, well, I'm right or I'm this or that. And you're... You're whispering things in people's ear to get them on your side. The Bible's yep. not getting people. We're supposed to be on God's side, yep. not on each other's side. We're sides. supposed to be on Jesus' side, period. Yep. And we're supposed to be preferring each other. Yes. And we don't do that. So it's like, so you got hurt in church. Did you did you do your end of the, of, of the bargain? Like, 
I'm not negating. There's horrible things that can There's happen. Abs- yeah. I mean, we're human. It's yes. just literally like anywhere else. Yep. Poor. If you have humans together and we're not stay, we're not in heaven with Jesus yet, mm-hmm. stuff's going to happen. You know, but are we doing what we're supposed to be doing on our end? Okay, then if you did it, then just you, you did all you stand. Keep standing. You yep. keep standing you in walk, Christ. Walk away in peace. Yes. Because what matters is you go back to just, you know, peace. Just let it. You know, what's interesting, everything you're saying, I was thinking, I'm on a tangent now. I'm watching on Peacock's network, yep. which is NBC. They have Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah. And I love Little House on the Prairie. I like all the characters in that. Yeah. Yep. So one of the things that I noticed, I was like, the art of conversation is gone. I was watching, I know this is acting, but I was watching how, like, back in those times, the 1800s or whatever, People like went to the other person and said, "You hurt my feelings." This yes. is how I feel. It was this conversation of, even in, this was filmed in the early eighties. Wow, I think late seventies or early to eighty four or something like that. Okay. It was like nine years, but they brought in a lot of during that culture and that time in America was wow. brought into the show a little bit. Wow, like how they talked, and I was watching. I was like, even Michael Landon who played the dad on yeah. there he was in bonanza and like how they talk to each other that doesn't happen today no no one so does. like no one, talks. No, no one does that so like if my feelings are hurt and mind you there have been times where i've carried offense yep and my feelings were hurt and i didn't go to that person who did that benefit it benefited nobody oh probably put me more in the garbage than anything and here's the thing maybe you are wrong like, maybe I am wrong about what I think that person did or didn't do. That's good self-reflection. And, but Jesus says if you bind it on earth, he'll bind it in heaven. Yep. So if I go to Janelle and I say, you said this, and I really felt like you meant it maliciously, mm-hmm. and it hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. And then Janelle said, oh my God, I would never do that intentionally. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I just found that. That that was yeah. like a, a opportunity yeah. for the enemy to mess with me and to mess with our relationship. Yeah. You know, we're not doing stuff like that anymore. And maybe people are good for you. You should, but I just don't really see it a lot. I don't either. And when I've, I feel like in the past, um, there have been times that I've tried, and it's like such a foreign concept. It is. It feels foreign. Yeah, <laughs> it's very foreign. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that we have to. I want to, we want to encourage you guys that church is really important. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the, it's a part, it's a huge part of, I was going to say the crux, Jesus is the crux, but like, yeah. it's a huge part of our faith and you have to be in a church. Absolutely. And there, if you, if you want, I will say, if you want, what is that line in here? To attain the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Yeah. Then that's where you're going to find it. We're not going to find it on our own. You know, we need that love and support from each other. We need that iron sharpening iron. Mm -hmm. How many times have I been in a situation? You know, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking to myself the other day is that sometimes I think what we should all do when we come home from church is like debrief just with Jesus and be like, okay, did I get offended at anyone today? Or... You know, did I get any weird vibes or because it's going to happen? Yep. Okay. Or whatever. What didn't I like? Okay, God. Now, what are you trying to show me that's in me? 
from this scenario. Because God uses other people to reveal stuff in us, the crappy stuff in us. Absolutely. So I think that's where we should be starting. Okay, what are you trying to do? Why don't I like Susie? Right. Why does the sound of her voice (laughs) make me want to scream? Yeah. You know, why am I not really into the worship? (laughs) You know, the pastor's great. I love the sermon. He's so nice. He tells little jokies and makes me giggle. Uh-huh. But I'm not really into the worship. You know? So instead of saying, let me go find another church that suits me. Mm-hmm. Or instead of saying, oh, God, I wish they would lower the volume in this place. Sherry, don't you think? <laughs> why don't we go home and we say, God, why do I feel this way? What are you trying to reveal in me? Because at the end of the day, that's the purpose of it. The purpose is for us to grow in maturity. Absolutely. I feel like if I don't leave church convicted yeah, out of what I heard from that day, something's going on. Or maybe I might be, I don't know, that's a, that's a really good self-reflection yeah. coming away from that. Um I always say something, a journey that I'm thinking of now that I've been on is looking at, speaking of worship, like worship is not made to make me feel great. No. Nope. And for a long time, I mean, there's this trend too where people are going to conferences and different things that I've seen and they're saying that they're getting sloshed in the spirit or they're getting down, they're on the floor and it's just constant, like this Mm. constant, like there are... When I'm digressing for a second, no, but go ahead, say what you gotta say. Worship is about worshiping Jesus. I feel like there was a time and a place for us to cry or whatever on the floor yeah. and soak. That's why there was a soaking okay, okay. movement going on. Okay. I feel like God has shifted that where we are in a warring and understanding true worship. To your point, yeah, it's not about our feelings. No. It's about worshiping the King. And we're in the presence of the king at all times. But when we are at the altar, when we're worshiping the Lord, it's not about, oh, you heard one key hit wrong on the keyboard. Oh, I'm going to leave this church. They're imperfect. (laughs) You're so perfect yourself. You're so perfect yourself. (laughs) And like all this stuff. And um, I think that there is a time and a place for the soaking, for different things. But if we're constantly going to fulfill some sort of vibe or a feeling, oh yeah, we're just that cool. doesn't. We're going, I'm going to the cool church. It, I'm going to the cool church because they have a great worship. Well, yeah. what is sustaining the rest of the week? Are you still looking for the for coolness? Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. Is it always about your presentation? Is it and the way yes. your house looks and the clothes that you wear and what? I was just all just vanity. Is that it? I'm not knocking it. I'm not right. knocking it. My dad said something. I was at their church a few weeks ago, and I can't remember exactly how he put it, but it was basically like, I I never went to, like, how did he say it? I never went to his church service with where I where they had lights and lasers and smoke machines mm-hmm. that I realized that it was the lights and lasers and smoke machines that brought more of the anointing. Ooh. <laughs> he said it better than that. But you see what I'm but saying? Yes. Yeah. And like he's not against it. No. 
But it's, and I don't really care about it either. I don't either. Could care less if you have it or not. But if that's what we're after is the outward appearance, we got it all backwards. We've got it all backwards. Same thing with, you know, you're obsessed with a certain performer and you go to their concert. Yeah. And you're singing along with a song. You're jumping up and down, but you come to church and you're stiff as oh, a board. Girl. Sports, like going to... Sports, going to... They're like crazy, but it's but it's like somehow... I, I read this thing where it's like vanity. See, okay, here's the difference. I read this comment on this I follow this Catholic thing because I like to see what they're they, I like to keep up with the Catholics okay I don't know I just do and uh I <laughs> and I like some of the things they post sometimes you yeah. know because encouraging yeah mm-hmm. so anyway somebody posted about um like worship charismatic worship Janelle's <laughs> trying not to die right now and uh and they were basically like that's vanity like, if you worship like that, that's vanity, right? And yeah. I just put, I had to write on there. I was oh, like, you did? Yeah, I was like, does your guy's Bible not have the Psalms or what? Because, <laughs> like, like, just read the Psalms. Bad like question. You know what I'm saying? But it's about your heart. It's, you, you, you were talking about this on our last podcast. Yeah. It's about your, your heart. heart. Yeah. Period, at the end of the day. So when it comes to... Janelle hit a source, not a sore spot, but a sensitive <laughs> spot with me because I'm a worship leader. Yes. And I am so passionate about making room for people who are not necessarily as talented as others, but who have a passion, who have a genuine heart, a yes. holy, pure heart of yes. worship. Because that's who I want on my stinking worship team. Yep. Someone that can be off tune, but their heart is bent towards the Holy Spirit will yep. usher in with the anointing yeah. God has called in their life, yeah. will usher in a presence of the Lord that will break the yoke off of people's lives. Yep. If you have, and that's heart condition, you could have the greatest singer, yep. but the crappiest heart oh, yeah. leading a worship team that is ushering in a demonic presence that is not breaking the yoke off of people. Yeah. Because when you're a prophetic worshiper, well, Sharon's a prophetic worshiper, but when you're when you're a worshiper, it's going to war and mm-hmm. it's it's setting an atmosphere. And it like to your point, it's people that are linking arms with you. Yeah. If they miss a note, who cares? The presence of God is there and that's yeah. the forefront. And at the end of the day, if I'm in the congregation, hmm. I am not it is not my concern. Unless they're singing about Satan, okay? Yes. As long as as yes. long as long I'm being led in worship to the yes. Lord, my only concern is to worship the Lord. Yep. Even if you're the only one with That's your hands it. up. That's it. However God leads me to worship him that day. That's my only concern. And so when we get so caught up and we're just using worship as an example, example. because you can apply yeah. this to any ministry. Yes. Yep. When we nitpick how people run their ministries and do things and say things and all this stuff. It's demonic invitation for us to be distracted from the presence of God and from growing and people get annoyed and people leave churches and there's church splits and there's all this stuff that happens. And a lot of it's just a lot of pride Yep. and a lot of it's a lot of unresolved hurt and unresolved confrontations that never took place. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying it's all your fault or, you know, I've been through really hard things in church. Yep. I've been hurt. Who yep. hasn't? You've yep. been hurt, right? Yep. Who, anyone who's been a Christian for more than probably a couple years 
something happened to them yep. in church and they got hurt by somebody because we're humans. Absolutely. But this is God's blueprint. This is God's plan for us. Mm-hmm. What do you expect? Do you, like, if it was just boring and you learn nothing and you were just like, your, your little fancies were tickled every Sunday, would your life get better? Mm-mm. You would never grow. Isn't that what we're supposed to do as Christians is grow. We're supposed to be challenged. Yep. I'm not stinking perfect. So I'm going to be challenged. That's what church is for. Anyway, I digress. I think when we get in a position of complaining and finding yeah. every nitpick thing, yeah. it takes the focus off ourselves and really why we're convicted yep. and why God is trying to get a hold of us Yeah. and say, hey, there's a pinpoint of sin in your life you need this dealt with. Because you need to walk the straight and narrow. I think a lot of times that's what happens. We're afraid of our our own sin life being exposed. Yes, be, that's true. It could be the most minute thing. Like you have a problem with like fit, like over-exaggerating, which is lying. Yep. You over-exaggerate at work or something like that. And it convicts you when you come to church on Sunday. So think that, that too. And something the Lord said to me a while ago before the church i'm in now that was really hard to go go back to church there's a season where i hadn't gone because of church hurt yeah the lord said the lord said to me that church church hurt is not a good enough excuse (laughs) that's so true janelle that is so right it's not a good enough excuse i say that from experience and love yes it's not so do i it's not good now if there's extenuating Extenuating circumstances, extenuating. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not an English major. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Neither am I, obviously. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's but um, you know, back there are when, really horrible things that happen. We're not yes, negating that. We're not negating that. But that, but that still doesn't mean you don't go to church. Maybe, maybe yep. God is saying. This is a really bad situation. It's time to leave. I'm I'm not Absolutely. saying that that's not possible. It's completely possible. And do do it biblically too. Exactly. You know, go to go to church leaders. No one hears you. You know, there's different situations. You know, I've definitely gone to church leaders and said, "Hey, this is why we're leaving," because that was my husband's conviction. So yeah. I followed his yep. lead. Yeah. But um, you know, church hurt wasn't a good enough excuse to not go. Yeah. And I have to say, what it was is. I was afraid of the confrontation of confronting the pain that was there in my heart. Mm, That's what I was afraid of. I was afraid of confronting the pain because I would have much rather lived in the victimhood of my pain than moving on. Yeah. And, like, we do have to be honest, too. Like, as we heal from things like that, it's like, okay, but what did I do? Or what could I have done better? Yep. Like, because, yes, there are times where it's legitimately somebody else did something to us that was horrible. But still, wisdom would say, but what, what could you have done Reaction for next or, time? Yep. Like, yep. let's learn. Let's yep. glean from this situation. That's how you stink and grow. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. And that, that's what I've done this time, this round. And yeah. that comes with maturity. And that's from listening to Word of God through your pastor and, like, getting to know people and, like... Like, I thought this one person was ignoring me in a group setting. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck did I do? Yeah. Like, I was going home and overthinking it like an idiot. But I realized this person doesn't like group settings. Yeah. They are 
phenomenal one-on-one. Mm-hmm. When I was talking with them one-on-one, their it's like their spirit came alive. Mm-hmm. So they were better one-on-one, yep. but the group setting, they weren't ignoring me. They just were yeah. overwhelmed by the setting. Yeah. And I, I conjured up some sort of stupid thing one night, yep. and been it was there. all me. I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. And the so. other thing is, is which I, we had mentioned, I had mentioned to you before we started, but like... I grew up in the same church. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, My yeah. whole life. Yeah. And the only reason why I'm not going there is because I don't live, live there, there anymore. Yep. <laughs> or else I would be. This so, is good. Bring home the, fam- the family. Yeah. Center. So, like... Bring it home. I've known... There are people that I've known since I was four years old mm-hmm. who still go to that church. Mm-hmm. And or, like, they're basically a part of my family. Mm-hmm. They're extended family. Mm-hmm. And... They've been by my side for everything special in my life. Everything special in my life. And even though I'm not close, like geographically close to most of them anymore, they're still there. So my husband and I went and visited my, my, it's my father's church a few weeks ago. And we brought our son Samuel for the first time since he's been born. And... Janelle, everyone was so excited to see us Mm -hmm. and to see my son. And they're like, oh, my God, I just have to look at him. And they're freaking out. And I'm like, this is such a beautiful, this is such a beautiful expression of the body of Christ. I have this family, and I will always have them. No matter where I am, if I need anything, I know that there's a ton of people that I know and trust have been through hell Mm -hmm. and back have served, has have cried, guess what, have worshipped my Savior, the Lamb that was slain. I've worshipped with them. Every single week I've sat under, under the teaching of the pastors and the prophets, and I've heard prophecies over people, and I've seen them come to pass, and they've seen things come to pass in my life, and I've seen people have children, and I've seen people lose babies and all kinds of things and you walk through life with people and you do it with holy and honorable intentions preferring each other and do you know that's like what there's nothing better in this world there is nothing better that this world has to offer than the community of the body of christ Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's hard yes and sometimes it can feel lonely, and sometimes you can feel like, good Lord, it's the same people, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I have, guess what? In the blink of an eye, it'll be a new season. Yep. Yep. And you'll wish you were back there. It's a beautiful, wonderful construction uh, that God has ordained for us to live and grow so that we can become mature and we can attain the whole measure of the fullness Amen. of Christ. Amen. Yeah. That's good. Guys, we hope you are blessed and you are challenged to hear different things we were talking about um, from our hearts. And we hope that you have a great rest of your week. And if you are not plugged into church and you need help figuring out what you should look for, how you should move on from church hurt, you can always message us. And stay tuned for more episodes. We hope you're blessed and we love you guys. Love you. Bye.